0: Hey, everybody. This is Noelle. And I'm Jenna. And you're listening to More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime.
1: More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays.
0: Hello, hello, hello.
1: Hello, hello, hello. It sounds like we're testing.
0: (laughs) I know. It's weird. We're doing things differently (laughs) again. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: Well, actually, this is the first time you're hearing us do things differently, so...
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) That old song
0: and dance. (laughs) Yeah. So, today you're hearing us as we are recording from a distance. We wanted to try it out since, you know, it is going to be winter season soon. Um, And we can't always drive in the winter to get where we need to go. (laughs) or we just don't want to. But anyways, today's story isn't the most fun. So mm-hmm. we'll go over our socials really quick, go over the review thing, and then we'll just get into it and try to get it over with as quick as possible for you. Yes, rip the band-aid off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So please go ahead, follow us on all of our socials if you haven't already. Um, we are also on TikTok now and YouTube, as you already know. Uh, TikTok, we're at, what is it, More Than Murder Pod, right? Yep, 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 yep. And then you can find us on Facebook at... More Than Murder. And Insta at... Oh, I see More Than Murder Pod. It. It's and okay. More
1: Than Murder Pod.
0: <laughs> and Twitter. Yeah.
1: More Than Underscore Murder.
0: Okay. Throw it at me. I'm ready.
1: I'm prepared.
0: <laughs> I was not.
1: <laughs> I know. I saw the dead look for a little bit.
0: <laughs> I get that so easily. It's uh... like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um... uh, so,
0: yeah. Go ahead and leave us reviews. You can leave them on um. Um, um acast you can leave them on audible you could leave them on facebook you could leave them in a bunch of different places wherever you find it just leave us one uh um, you don't have to apple that's right apple, you don't apple, that's like one of the most important ones so you don't have to leave a comment all you need to do is just give us some stars hopefully five preferably five and you know that'll be it call it a day Okay, listeners, by the title of today's episode, you may be thinking we're going to talk about a mythical creature, you know, something from legend. However, this monster is one you're not, you, you're going to wish was a fictional character because the acts he committed and, uh, re- I'm sorry, the acts he committed were and remain to be vile and atrocious and is truly the definition of a nightmare. Yes, I said He. Today's episode is the Brooklyn Vampire, a.k.a. the Moon Maniac, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Gray Man, the Boogeyman, or Albert Fish. Hashtag the worst. The worst. He has, I think, like, I feel like he has the most nicknames ever.
1: Right? And I, like, didn't, I knew, like, the Wisteria, Werewolf Wisteria one, but other than that, I don't think I knew any of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I've listened to a lot of podcasts on this dude, so maybe they just don't hint on that as much maybe Maybe, they just call him by his name like
0: they probably just try to get rid of it as soon as possible
1: (laughs) yeah probably
0: so i do want to say contents of today's episode are extremely gruesome and disturbing listener listener discretion is advised and we're just gonna get into it hamilton howard albert fish was born in 19 i'm sorry 1870 May nineteenth, which is oh. also, you know, our favorite lady here, Jenna's birthday as well. Lucky yay, day. <laughs> yay! You share a zodiac with Albert Fish, is not that great? And the beheaded Anne Bolin. Oh, my birthday's
1: great. great. Yeah, it's just you know.
0: Good Albert day. Fish court's date started on Gustavo's birthday. Okay,
1: he's,
0: he's like all he's like all of our birthdays or something.
1: On my birthday. I will not do anything special for this monster.
0: <laughs> my day, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he was born in Washington, D.C. Oh. By the time he was born, his dad, Randall, was already 75 years old.
1: Holy Nike's.
0: Mm-hmm. His mom's name was Ellen, and from my calculations... Hold on, I just have to see how loud I'm actually being. Because oh. on the phone down there, I think. No, I think I'm being okay. It's hard to tell when you're not, like... When you hear yourself in when your you headphones, have of, yeah, yeah, it sounds I agree. really loud. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for my calculations, Ellen, his mom, she was about thirty-two years old when he was born, so she was about normal, but she was with a quite an older man. Yeah, yeah. He he, <clears throat> he had two brothers, Walter and Edwin, and a sister named Annie. Now, his whole family kind of had a hard time with mental illness. Like, mental illness ravaged through that family. And especially a lot
1: of times too.
0: Yeah, and especially in the eighteen hundreds where there was like absolutely no care for it, nobody understood it, nothing like that. There was it just ran rampant and got worse Uh and worse and worse for these people. Uh So his dad, Randall, was diagnosed with mania. His mom, Ellen, had visual hallucinations, and his brother was admitted to an asylum at one point as well. Elder I think Annie as well, they did say that she also had audible hallucinations, I think okay so they all just really i wonder honestly if it had anything to do with like how old the dad was i'm sorry if that's like ageist but i don't know i mean i don't know but it also
1: shit runs it runs in families you know unfortunately you know if you have a parent with mental illness you very well might have some sort of mental illness as well oh sure yeah yep
0: Oh, yes, we know, we know. So, (laughs) okay, so Albert, at this young age, he didn't display any mental illnesses, but you'll all see what his problem was very shortly. Oh, great. Randall Fish passed away at 80 years old just five years later when Albert was five years old. His mom was a widow at 37, a single woman in 1875. She had no way to support or care for these children. And women didn't work at this time. The main breadwinner was gone, so what the hell did
1: she expect though?
0: I know you had. I mean, this was an older man.
1: Exactly, eighteen hundreds.
0: Like, I'm surprised duh. he even lived till he was eighty, to be honest. So, Ellen then made the tough decision to put her children into a state-run orphanage. State-run in the 1800s. Quiz time. In this period, why do we hate state-run orphanages? Poor houses, hospitals, and asylums? Yes, that's right, because they treated everyone like shit, and they were overcrowded. Yeah, that they is suck. N- no different with this, with this orphanage he was sent to. So here we are. Albert is the young age of five in the state-run orphanage, and this is when he develops his gross and profane mental issues. Like... I don't judge against mental issues, but you guys will all feel the same way. This is not okay. None of this is, is very wrong. <laughs> then, okay, so he was sent to St. John's Home for Boys in Washington, D.C., and it wasn't said if his two brothers were also put in the same home or not. The caretakers regularly beat and whipped the children, which is honestly, sadly, unsurprising. Not only that, but they would also encourage they would often encourage the other boys to hurt each other also. Aww. Mm Mm-hmm. Almost like the caretakers were getting some sort of enjoyment out of watching, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, and you got to think boys, they're cooped up. They have a lot of energy. They're probably pissed at the world Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're in this terrible place, so. take it out on each other then. I don't give a shit. Exactly. Yep, and Mm -hmm. the orderlies are probably like, whatever, get your energy out. We don't don't give a care. Mm
0: Mm-mm. To them they're just awful awful little boys but these they were just people who couldn't be taken care of by their families or you know like
1: yeah poor little orphan <sighs> it's a hard knock life
0: mm-hmm. It it is it is Jokes. so this is so young for all this to start for albert but it turns out that the punishment wasn't actually punishment at all for him For little five-year-old Albert, it quickly became pleasure, which is crazy for a five-year-old to me. It's just mind-blowing. Later on in life, Fish would be quoted saying, I was there till I was nearly nine, and that's where I got started wrong. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things they should not have done. Fish began to associate the beatings with pleasure. The pain would often actually visibly arouse him, if you know what I mean. Oh, shit. And the other boys at the orphanage would then pick on him for it. I'd assume that they might even have beat him up for it, too. Yeah, or you know, others might or, have acted on things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In 1880, five years after that, it was when Albert was 10, his mom got a job with the government and was actually able to care for her children on her own, so she did go back and, re- and retrieve her children. Which I found relieving for some reason. For some reason. Yeah, most
1: most don't get that. No, they stay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. you're
0: here until you're 18 and then you're just free to do whatever. So she did bring them home. However, as we know, it was already too late for Albert and the damage was already done. Especially since he already was so prone to mental illnesses and things like that. Just this ingraining this type of behavior in a five-year-old's brain is five to ten years old that's five years of conditioning i'm so intrigued i want
1: to know who he would have been if he never went to the orphanage or had like yes, mental illness might have you know ran through him. He might have yeah. had some issues and and mania like his father, but it might not have been at what this it turns level.
0: out to get to be. And like, the
1: violence that yeah, I mean, yeah. you
0: guys will see it. It gets really, really bad. Okay, it's
1: sexual sadism, man, it's disgusting. Yes,
0: he is a sadomasochist, and we will get mm-hmm. into that. Ugh. So, which is fine. I mean, like that's you can have your kinks and stuff which i'll talk yeah. to you about but we don't kink shame here at the more of the murder pod no do you so, think so since he liked the pain and was used to having it once he went home he started to harm himself instead for pleasure because nobody was harming him so he wasn't getting pleasure out of it so he started doing it to himself in 1882 when he was 12 he met a telegraph boy and they began a relationship The Telegraph Boy would end up introducing Albert to some shit. Like, kind of literally. And if you don't know what I mean, I'm about to show you. He introduced Albert to the practices of eurolognia and coprophagia, which happens to be the consumption of human waste for sexual gratification. I've actually heard a
1: podcast about a kid who was like, he he enjoyed eating shit
0: he sees yes, yeah he eats this- excrement for pleasure it literally makes him hard i eat feel shit. ill it's i feel very sick it is the most disgusting disturbing thing this man is uh, i don't
1: like this guy at all i hate this one yeah, no, I this have one's done awful this i, I one. wondered
0: why i did that when i was writing it i'm like why did i have to even choose this Be- one Because we like to torture ourselves.
1: That's the problem. We don't want to hear about this, but why have I heard this on every other podcast, too?
0: We like it. Other people, you know, I just feel like he's one of the main, biggest, well-known people need to hear. And it's
1: our way of torturing ourselves, but getting a little bit of satisfaction (laughs) and enjoyment out out of it. Mm -mm. Uh, No, but it's still the psychology behind it and why people do what the hell they do and, and- how they become who they are. Like Mm -hmm. he's just
0: why he was doomed. He was doomed. So he consumed his own excrement after learning this and would actually beat himself. And this would actually stay kind of like one of his favorite things. He would beat himself with a nail studded paddle, Mm -hmm. like spank Mm -hmm. himself with a nail studded paddle until he bled. Uh Yeah. Um, He would also stick his groin with needles And burn himself with fire pokers and hot irons. So he is now becoming like an unsafe type of sadomasochist. Yeah. Um, Sadomasochism is a thing. It combines sadism with masochism, as the word would suggest. And I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum, but Albert... Albert begins to get bored of himself and will move on to others. And that's where it's the problem.
1: That's where it's the problem. Consent. Yeah. If yeah, you that... can find a consensual person who likes a little bit of pain and, and you know, if, if you got to make
0: some people bleed to get off and things, consent. Yeah. And he just escalates way past that. I mean, it gets, yeah. obviously, you guys know where this is headed. So, um, obviously that's why this type of sadomasochism is not okay. It's not okay. Around eighteen ninety, Fish moved to New York City, and by then he was twenty years old. He escaped. I'm sorry. He escalated pretty quickly after that and became a sex worker and began to lure young boys from their homes. That's when he started to molest and torture these boys. Most of the time with his nail-studded paddle, which, first of all, he's not making new nail-studded paddles for all these people. I highly doubt he's not cleaning them very well. So literally. These nails the are going into his skin. They're going into to all these people's skin and, and blood. The transmission on that. Yeah. Holy
1: crap, dude. Yeah. Which, of course, at that time wasn't even, and it wasn't relevant. It. You know, they didn't know anything probably about transmissible
0: diseases in blood. And But, ah, gross. A little bit. I mean, they knew a little bit about them because, I mean, they've already dealt with the Black Plague. They've already dealt with... Um, tb they've already you know they know that things can do this but the fact he just doesn't yeah. care yeah. he just doesn't I no. mean, he doesn't know have the will no, of course not.
1: no he wants what he wants
0: and he's gonna get it anyway his mom ellen she must think she just has the best boy ever she probably has no idea what her son is actually like behind closed doors um she introduced him to a woman in 1898 who miraculously ended up marrying him and having six children with him six children now remember he became a A lot of kids (laughs) i know like uh, especially for for this guy yeah yeah now he became a sex worker at 20 and that's when he began to molest rape torture other children so he was still doing that throughout his marriage and also after they had children not to his children but to other children so i'm not sure how his wife wasn't aware of all of this at this point in 1910 fish got a job as a house painter and would travel statewide for work which honestly is just fucking gross because we know why he chose that line of work where he worked at people's houses and was invited into their homes to paint and all this shit so statewide where he won't get caught and things like that so anyways He met a man named Thomas Kedden, and they began a sadomasochistic relationship together. And they claimed it was consensual. However, they're curious as to how much of the acts that Albert introduced him to were consensual on Thomas's end. Um, Ten days after meeting Thomas, Fish lured him to an abandoned farmhouse and locked him inside. There for two weeks, he beat, tortured, and mutilated Thomas, Cutting off a sizable portion, it was said that it was half of the man's penis. He then wrapped the wound and left him there with a $10 bill. Albert never bothered to ever find out what happened to him. He never called an ambulance. Like, this man was just left there with a $10 bill, with his junk halfway cut off, bleeding into probably a fucking piece of T-shirt. Oh, my God. And I tried to research what happened to Thomas Kedden. And I couldn't, couldn't find, find evidence it. that he died. So I'm hoping that he, he was, was able to get to somewhere it. in yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. So that's where he really started to escalate in that manner. By 1917, Fish really couldn't hide his mental illness at all at this point, And his wife even ended up leaving him for another man. And this led Fish to becoming even darker, if that's possible. So... His wife started, I mean, he was having all these hallucinations and maybe she did see kind of these dark things that he liked and was maybe getting scared. Maybe he asked her to do it on him because he'll get to that. Yeah, and he might have been rougher and, like, you know, introducing things that she wasn't comfortable with. And now he does like to do this to other people, but it sounds like he quite likes being the receiver of these things. To himself, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I have a feeling, like... Maybe he was always trying to pressure his wife to beat him with this nail-studded paddle, and she's like, dude, get the fuck away. I'm not doing that to you. Could be. And now Could the be. kids are older, you know? She might be like, you know what? See you later. Not not being with this guy anymore. That would be terrifying to watch your husband do that to himself. Or imagine she, like, found the paddle. Yeah, covered in blood. You don't know what it is exactly. like and, and
1: I'm sorry, but if you're seeing, like, I see my husband naked yeah I would notice marks
0: yeah you think absolutely. that she would notice marks
1: I mean maybe you know the, the the time maybe they were sleeping in separate bedrooms or or maybe or, you know they weren't when they lay together
0: she had a big nightgown on or something and, and so him he, too like yeah like, like you under never the covers know, like,
1: jeez it's like just, you'd think there be would be one that would part know. in time that that she would have seen these wounds or figured out something was weird mm-hmm. found something in the house yeah
0: blood yeah. drips or whatever mm-hmm. okay this gets even worse right now so he, <laughs> he would put wool fiber fibers covered in lighter fluid into his butt i was waiting for your reaction i'm sorry <laughs> Anyways, he'd put... I'm glad
1: this isn't going out to the public because my faces are like...
0: Lighter fluid. Yeah. He (laughs) lights it on fire while it's in his asshole. If that were not enough... I do not know, Jenna. I don't know how this man didn't necrotize from the inside.
1: Yeah, how did he not die? I don't know. What?
0: Now, this is what he did probably... He probably said that this is what he liked to do. There is only proof of one of the next things, which if you pulled up the document I sent you, there is a photo.
1: Yeah, I am on it.
0: So he started pushing more pins and needles into his groin. Uh Some of them were so far in and they they were like down by his balls and in between the balls and the legs and the Mm -hmm. penis. And he started to push them so far in that when he was examined after being caught, the medical examiner found 29 needles embedded into his pelvic area. Some are huge, dude. Some of these are big needles. Like, like that looks like it's like a, 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 a hammer nail. A nail. I mean, the fact that he was able to shove them in so far. How is this man not in constant pain? His assholes being lit on fire from the inside. He's got literal pins and needles inside of his body. Everything, every move he makes. How is he able to do all this stuff?
1: And I never understand it because I hate pain. In like any sense of the word, like I I get a paper cut and I'm like, oh, like, no, I'm not about to be shoving. Like, how can you have that much tolerance that you can do that
0: and get off on it? I mean, like pain, certain pains during sex, obviously. That's why people pull hair and do that stuff. But like, that's different, obviously.
1: Spanking and things, you know. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of kink is okay every now and again. But I don't willingly want to
0: go to one of those torture haunted houses. This is like a torture haunted house
1: push something inside of my private area. Mm, ah, no, ow.
0: no, not like that. Absolutely not. No. So no. I just don't know how he was able to continue doing these, to the, doing things to people when uh, there's no way this man wasn't in pain. Like I don't, there's no way he didn't have internal bleeding from these needles poking holes inside of him. You know, like I just don't, I really don't understand. I don't comprehend it. But anyways, surprisingly, It's said he never committed his atrocious acts on his children, but he would often ask them to participate in his sadomasochism, asking them to paddle him on his ass until the blood ran down his legs. He asked his children to do this for him. Run. Yeah, I don't believe they did. They did not.
1: Go tell somebody. I don't care if you didn't do it. You're being asked to do it. Go
0: run. Run away. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. I don't know how old the kids were at this point. I didn't bother doing the math. I kind of... At this point, I'm just like, let's get this over with, so.
1: I don't care about the kids' ages, quite honestly. It's not something I I need.
0: Well, yeah, I'm curious, though. Like, how old were these kids that he's asking them to paddle his ass with nail? Like, what the fuck, dude?
1: I mean, I don't know. No, there's no way I can spin
0: this. There's no no way I can spin it. I'm, like,
1: in my head trying to be like, well, no, there's no. No. My voice did a weird thing.
0: (laughs) So he also began to eat raw meat to prepare himself for cannibalism and tried to share those meals with his children as well and they're like nah dad i'm not eating raw meat with you sorry (laughs) i
1: don't even sometimes like fully cooked meat so no thanks
0: his hallucinations began to worsen (laughs) hallucinations i'm uh what's his name sean connery sean connery yeah
1: sean connery (laughs) His
0: (laughs) His hallucin- <laughs> hallucinations. Those hallucinations, they began to worsen and it seemed like these were like audible hallucinations like his mom and sister had. Yeah. He once rolled himself up into a carpet as John the Apostle constructed, uh, I'm sorry, instructed him. <laughs>
1: instructed him we can't talk today next week when you hear my episode you'll get it
0: they instructed him and also shouted from the top of a large hill after which running up the hill i am christ so he was in a world that was not ours in his head
1: i wonder if there's like a uh, like a like a like a schizophrenia I would say that he is definitely going on Mm because yeah the the visual and the audible hallucinations like that just kept like you know sprouting into my head
0: that's all the family that had hallucinations and stuff is all schizophrenic you know And and then they you know he even tells people later that he was hearing voices of God telling him to do this stuff and so yeah it's definitely I'm surprised he didn't have a cult yeah, right? He,
1: he was... could have gone two ways. He went the way I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> Usually a... when you're hearing God, it's like, oh, that means I
0: am God. Follow uh-huh. me, children. If 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 he was around later on, like... He probably would have had 50s, a call. And then 70s, he could have done whatever the
1: hell he wanted to do.
0: Yeah, but since he started, like, in the eighteen early 1900s, that's probably why. True. So, his kids later wondered if his ex and cannibalistic tendencies were part of sacrifices made in the mind of Albert Fish because he, you know, was like God's telling me to do this and so they might have, they thought that maybe he was like in his head sacrificing this is okay.
1: yeah, yeah. for God don't <sighs> rationalize it children try not to, it's it's not going to help you mm-hmm. that's what you want to do in this situation, you want to rationalize it, there yeah. is no rationalization on this
0: Mm-mm in 1919 fish escalated to the next level and wanted to commit murder like i said he would claim that god was speaking to him telling him to kill and eat children so those were his next moves fish started to look through the ads and newspapers that were looking for house workers or even young men looking to perform like odd jobs around people's homes and things like that he came across one man Edward Budd, who was looking for work, like, out in the country on a farm or something like that, manual hands-on labor that probably paid really well at the time. Fish planned to execute his sick fantasy on Edward, but instead found Edward's 10-year-old younger sister, Grace Budd. Now, Grace is the first person that he actually gets caught, and that's what brings him to court and trial anyways, and then we'll talk about two others that he did confess to doing as well killing as well. So Fish went to the family's home one day in Manhattan to speak with Edward in person after already speaking previously, whether it be like, I don't know if the phone, they they probably did have a phone by then and maybe not, I don't know. But anyways, whether by letter, phone, whatever, he was already in contact with these people and he was like, oh, I'm going to bring the kids gifts and all these things, like just being that very loving grandfatherly type dude you know and so when he got there he noticed little grace bud standing nearby her parents and was like "Mm, that's what i want no more with this older edward dude so he told edward he had some land and a farm that needed tending upstate in the country and to think about coming to work for him there However, he said in the meantime, while he was visiting the city, he was going to attend his niece's birthday party and literally told her parents if Grace would like to come with him, she could to this birthday party yeah, of a stranger that you literally just met, like five minutes ago. Of course. And guess what? He actually convinced them. Now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, He convinced them to let this strange man take their little girl from their home and they would never see little Grace again. No. Okay, so I'm intervening. Knock it off. Sorry, my cat's a gun. Poor mango. Aww. Jesus! bully a, mango. This is a king bed, you guys. Share the space. Okay, so intervening here to say from here on out, I really just try to get the info out there as efficiently and quickly as possible and get it over with. Fish took Grace to the home in upstate, which he originally was going to bring her brother. He then called her. Somehow my my notes got mixed up. So he hid in an upstairs bathroom, undressed himself, so he was completely naked while she was playing and picking wildflowers outside. He calls her. Upstairs. Now, this is all being said in a letter that was sent to Delia Budd, who is Grace's mom. And it was also his confession. And I'll talk to you a little bit about that in a second.
1: Because okay. you're
0: like, wow, how long after did he do that? So mm-hmm. and he called her up there. Only for her to obviously scream when she saw this strange man coming out naked. Naked? Yeah. Ass naked. She's probably never seen a naked man in her life. And he grabbed her before she had the chance to run away. Now, to quote Fish's own words in the letter that he sent, first, quote, first I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death, then cut her into small pieces so I could take the meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. End quote. Ugh. But he made sure to emphasize in the letter that he did not sexually assault Grace, like it would make her mom feel what? A better? particle better? Are like, you oh, at least me? she
1: wasn't sexually assaulted. Wow, she was eaten goodness. and murdered, but Good mm-hmm. God. He didn't violate her in that way. <sighs> no, that's,
0: that's awful. I hate this And to be so able
1: to write to the parents, that's another level.
0: Oh, I that's mean. That's
1: a whole nother level.
0: When he was in prison, he was allowed to write all these notes in detail, all of the things that it. he did. And his lawyer refused to publicize them because he said he's never in his life read, read something so that... vile and grotesque and just wanted to make him throw up. That's awful so we have no idea what else he might have done throughout you know all the the... course of his life now let me just say this letter that was sent it wasn't sent until six years had gone by with grace's parents not knowing what happened to their child
1: yeah so they're just out here like mourning and not knowing and just dying inside and then they get this fucking letter probably when things have settled a little bit and they've mm-hmm. you know kind of come to terms and just rip it right open again
0: now the case was luckily still open authorities were looking for grace still six mm-hmm. years later but this letter was dated november 11th 1934 and i believe it was signed as albert fish but authorities really had no idea who the hell that was or where he was now remember that's not his actual legal name no it's, it's hamilton hamilton something, howard something. How or something like albert that. Yeah. Yeah. One of my resources said that he called himself Albert after one of his deceased siblings. So I'm not sure if maybe there were more siblings in the past. And maybe since Mm. being the the time period, one didn't make it. I didn't. (gasps) God. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, I just threw an empty water bottle at my cat which I usually don't do but she's up here attacking literally she just attacked all three of the cats so I can't take this anymore. She can stop. Is it mama? Yes. It's because she wants Jeez. all their attention and they don't want to give her attention and then she hits yeah, them no. and they hit her back. Yeah,
1: yeah no. she's She's got to realize that them cats want to just fucking chill. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just let, let me chill that. bro. Leave me the fuck alone. So luckily the paper oh. he. Yeah
1: one second because i got a feeling like just this weird feeling of, of maybe and i feel like this would have been more publicized but maybe it was like his twin
0: yeah and that maybe. twin like
1: died at birth or like a little In the after, and his name was albert mm-hmm. hamilton and albert and then he like took on that persona
0: that makes a lot of sense to me yeah. right so right yeah it's very possible so luckily the paper he wrote the letter on was on stationery from this cheap motel a motel in which he was still fucking living at duh <laughs> fucking duh the fuck makes me Who's think that, that he just... dumb? honestly i think he was fucking mental and i'm sorry to use it that way but this guy obviously
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: he was not in his right mind he
1: no so there's not much else you can even say no. Like he
0: didn't care with the things that he did to these children and you'll hear about it you know the other two coming up there's there there's no nice way to put it okay so needless to say they finally found him they brought him in and he like confesses straight away to killing grace and other children he confessed to murdering dozens of kids and honestly i believe it but there were only 3 that could be proved to be tied to fish and that includes grace so we only have two other kids to mention thankfully and not thankfully um coming up so he they booked him into sing sing prison in new york and in brooklyn on and like, i i'm pretty sure like these confessions were either in his letters or he was telling his attorney or while he was in prison he was telling these things i don't know if it happened at his trial or not but February 11th um, 1927 this is so sad anyway a four-year-old boy named Billy Gaffney was playing outside with his friend when he went missing the friend that he was playing with was only three years old and he would later tell police that quote the boogeyman took Billy which is where that nickname came from and described him as an old man with gray hair and a gray mustache kind of gray skin so hence the gray man another man later identified fish seeing him on the train trying to quiet a little boy who was crying for his mama before fish pulled him off and they disappeared i can't stand it. i can't stand it it breaks my fucking heart dude oh yeah and being a mother like that pulls yeah, at, especially at things like, that... my kid is five so uh-huh,
1: uh-huh i'm just imagining like that child that all you want all you want in the world is your mama the person that keeps you safe in the world. It's awful.
0: And there is a quote that he says now about the little boy and what happened. So if you want to fast forward like ten or twenty seconds, I am going to quote that now, which is extremely difficult. So
1: Can I fast
0: forward? No. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> quote. I took tools, a good heavy cat of nine tails. I don't know, nine tails. It's like a whip or something maybe homemade short handle cut off one of my cut one of my belts in half slit these halves in six strips about eight inches long so yes it's a whip he whipped his bear i whipped his bear behind till the blood ran from his legs i cut off his ears nose slit his mouth from ear to ear gouged out his eyes he was dead then i stuck the knife into his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood hence the brooklyn vampire
1: wow just wow what do you even say what do you even say you
0: can't it's devastating like
1: i just hope that that little boy if he had to go went quick unfortunately i I hope he has been reborn
0: and lived the most beautiful life ever Mm -hmm. in the whole entire world
1: and doesn't remember that shitty Mm -hmm. experience because Mm -hmm. that's awful
0: if there is a higher power please for the love of god let that boy have forgotten that and never have Yeah. yeah my god yeah it's awful. just awful
1: and to be the person who can do that and what's you're sad. a different kind of sick
0: yeah what's even sadder is because we know that he cut up grace and you know he said that he ate her um i don't think her body was found so that's proof that he consumed this child's body the, yeah yeah billy's remains were never found so these parents <laughs> of billy now all never of a sudden not. hear this and and yeah there's some so the third proven victim happened in 1924 which was actually before billy so it'd actually be i suppose i didn't do this chronologically i was doing it kind of like the way that they explained it in the trial yeah that's fine so it's a little bit before it was 1924 this boy i'm not sure his age said young man his name was francis mcdowell and this was on staten island when he was also playing outside with his brother and friends He apparently lured Francis into the woods and strangled him with Francis' own suspenders and was prepared to dismember him, but ran when he thought he heard someone coming. Francis' body was found in the woods. Albert tried to plead insanity, which, honestly, everybody knew he was. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, to do the things you have to be not right in the head. You got some screws loose.
0: Okay, so, like I said, he did try to plead insanity. Everybody knew he was, judge and jury included, but honestly, they said, nope, he's sane and fit for trial. And they sentenced him to be put to death by the electric chair. Oh, they wanted him gone, man. That's what I think. I think they're like, "Gone." this man is an absolute fucking monster. Monster. Never heard of, like, more of a monster. Get him off the face of this fucking planet. And Mm -hmm. let's hope to God that, albert fish wasn't reborn into somebody else so god no ugh. he told a guard at one point that death by electrocution would be quote it will be the supreme thrill the only one i haven't tried makes good sense lord he would be excited for that oh yeah, yeah yeah a new way to die a new way to feel pain like uh On January 16th, 1936, Fish was strapped to the electric chair at Sing Sing. He reportedly helped the executioner position the electrodes onto his body. And his last words were, if this doesn't emphasize that he had severe mental issues, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even know why I'm here. 1936, and he was born, what, 1870, so that's 66 years old, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's 30 years between 70 and 19 and then there's and then it's 36. Don't even. So yeah, it's 66. He was 66 and just life hit him hard. He too. was mentally obliterated from the from the start like Oh I mean, yeah. If you see yeah. these pictures of him, there's he's yeah. lifeless in he his is. face. There's, like it, It's
1: dead-eyed just there's nothing going on behind that 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 that
0: it's thing. just weird i i've seen dead eyes before but i mean it's just empty there's that, there's nothing yeah, no there's, it's
1: so vacant I mean, even in like even any in of the, the electric
0: chair i mean look at uh-huh. his face in the electric chair it's like it he looks always wore that like, same expression every single yes. time it's so weird and creepy so mm-hmm that is all I have for you guys today on Albert Fish. I hope you did not enjoy it, um, but I hope you did enjoy listening to. The, yeah, I don't know how to end this one. So, we love you. I already did the yeah. socials. Catch us on YouTube. Oh, Send us an yeah. email. Yep,
1: email yep, yep, at the do that.
0: Gmail for our Windbag Wednesday. Or if you want to maybe sponsor you knew this us,
1: guy, or well, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> um, even
0: know. I don't even know if He's... I want to know you if you knew him. <laughs> Keep that energy I mean... away from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Maybe so... you're one of his kids. Yes, I'm very sorry if you are. They're yeah. probably not around right now anymore. I think they were uh... born. He got with her in 1898. Oh, yeah, they were probably born
1: in, like, the early early 1900s. So, yeah, yeah if they
0: are alive, they're over 125 years old super old <laughs>
1: <laughs> the oldest people to ever fucking live so I'm it. pretty
0: sure they're not around <laughs> their grandchildren and great-grandchildren uh, sure but not not the child <laughs> I, I would be interested
1: to know if they like the kids had any mental things like any of like the weird like urges or you know
0: hallucinations I know I'd be interested I hope they didn't. I hope they were able to escape whatever fucked up shit they saw that their dad did, and just grow Break up to be cycle. normal children. Yeah. yeah,
1: I hope so. I hope, but you know, when daddy's on the floor asking you to paddle his ass oh till he God. bleeds, it's
0: pretty traumatizing. I'm gonna go hug and cuddle my child now, so and kiss <laughs> him all over and tell him how much I love his precious little uh... self.
1: And, yeah, yeah, and don't ever get in the car with effing strangers. Mm-mm. Don't go into the woods with strangers. None of it.
0: No, and I'm not dumb, so I'm not going to be like, hey, stranger, go ahead and take my kid to a birthday party that I have no idea where it is or who your no! niece is or if it even exists. No, hell
1: no. I'd be like, oh, I'll accompany you. I mean, it just, the amount of,
0: like, naive, crazy parents that we've talked about. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. even... um. Mm-hmm. That case of the girl that we watched the documentary abducted
1: like, in plain sight. Yes, yes.
0: like yes. what the fuck
1: is wrong? He with He literally you? told the dad, like, let me build this bedroom so that I can go in and can I lay with your daughter? It's for my therapy. Not only that, but he was fucking the
0: mom and the dad.
1: Yeah, yeah, you it was all fucked, dude. They don't was find all something happening
0: up. wrong with this.
1: Yeah, no, 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 none of it's wrong. Just take our daughter, you know, take oh, our daughter. God.
0: So, yeah, please don't be any of these types of parents. Please don't. What's no. wrong? No, just, no. I mean, it doesn't even matter if people call you overprotective. It's better than not being protective at all of your child. Yeah,
1: family. exactly. Exactly. Like, you don't have to be a helicopter parent, but you also don't need to, like, be this kind
0: of parent like i know my parents they had the rules we've talked about this before you are uh to uh hang out both at your friend's house and they have to hang out here at least three times each before you sleep over you Uh have to we have to have met their parents multiple times before Uh you sleep over like there's no and if i think about a sleepover that's terrifying of my child going to sleep over and
1: even with that
0: (laughs) you still got into
1: some stupid fucking situations yeah. You know, like we, we try, our parents tried, and we still got ourselves into those stupid situations. Well, especially so
0: older, but I mean, being about...
1: open and honest. Make sure, like, that's the most important part too. Is make sure that you can have a conversation with with your children and be open and honest. Don't feel like you can't, like, you know, if we were out and about, like, feel free to call me if you're, you know, at a party and you can't get home. Like, don't get into the car with the drunk driver. Like, just. The, the level of communication needs to be open and honest, and mm-hmm. and it, it definitely saves lives. Because kids are still going to get themselves into stupid situations. They're going to go to the party. They're going to drink in the woods.
0: And what's terrifying, though, too, yeah. is that, like, a lot of these pedophiles or people who mm-hmm. like Harm child children. porn and things, yep. they hide in plain sight so well. There are so many principals that have gotten caught with child porn. There are so many yeah. teachers that have Priests. gotten fired priests like, that I've gotten. I mean, for for molesting children. So you uh-huh. think? I mean, my parents could have done everything possible, and me going over to have a sleepover at six years old. Who knows what one of those still could have? Yeah, fathers exactly. could have done. Mm-hmm. And that's why you, know, you have one to of communicate. The brothers, exactly. You know, so it's terrifying. It really is. It's hard to be a parent. Uh-huh. You know, it's hard. It's,
1: it's it's one of the hardest things. You never know. You know, but if if you know kid you come might home and you're you, you're like, and hey, me, you
0: suck because uh-huh. you're not letting me go, but. Sorry. They're
1: gonna realize it later, like we have. That, yep, yeah, my parents do know everything. They've been here. They've done life. They're a little wiser. I've been than in I some am.
0: not comfortable situations. So
1: same. And thank you to my sister <laughs>
0: yeah. for getting
1: me out of some of those situations because mm-hmm. I could not call my mom.
0: Yeah. Even as an adult, I mean, I've put in, I've been put into whack situations yep. at my workplace. Yep. Even mm-hmm. so. Oh just- yeah.
1: Yeah, you never know a person, man. You never ever know, mm-hmm. but always feel comfortable speaking up against people. Don't keep the secret. Don't mm-hmm. no matter what, who cares what people think about you? Who cares what they say? Speak up, talk about it. Be
0: honest. And with that, I will say listen to The Gift of Fear by Gavin De Becker as I've said multiple multiple times. Please go read it and listen to it. It's fantastic. Yes.
1: Yep, and uh Okay, that was our end rant.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. Now okay. we're going to end the
1: episodes now that we're doing everything at the top. <laughs> next just week will ramp. be so
0: much better with our Christmas. Oh, no, sorry. No. Next week's no. years that we just recorded previously. <laughs> yes. And then the week after that is Christmas. So still, next week you're going to have a way nicer episode to listen to. Yes. So yes. look forward levity,
1: to Levity, levity. And yes.
0: hopefully all of our
1: audio sounds good because we did a new thing planned. Yes, yeah. we did.
0: And I'm going to go, like I said, play video games with my kid and watch Love Island and get this shit off my head, so. <laughs> I think I'm going to start. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. There you go. That's never fun. watched like it, that show. so oh, i try it. I love that show. I I don't know out. if I finished it, but I definitely watched several of the seasons and then moved on to something else. That's how I seasons. always,
1: that's how I always do it. I always freaking do that.
0: <laughs> when there's a lot of them, now you have something to go back to.
1: Exactly. Because you just get kind of like, meh, with it, you know, yeah. if you're watching it like all the time. Burnt you get out. Little, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. all right with that we'll sign all off right. yes goodbye and yeah. hey listeners thank you love you goodbye yes love you
1: bye bye bye